revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Tough Thursday to get our football week going here. I thought I had a great Thursday. You, you probably did. Jared Goff, Brian Hoyer, Carlos Hyde on the fantasy teams. I can't believe you put Brian Hoyer on your fantasy team. It's a rotisserie league. And it's that's not, all you had left? No. It was room for Brian Hoyer. Dude, the guy had three touchdowns. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. I know you had the Rams minus three, so you're all pissed off and salty this morning. I'm a little pissed off Some and salty. Some of us are happy with the result of that game. Yeah, no, I didn't get to see the end of the game other than I heard there was a fumbled kick return. There was an onside kick recovery. And now it's just starting to sound a little bit like Packers-Seattle back in 2016, 2015. I can't even get my years right anymore. But terrible, terrible loss against the cover, especially when it's only by two. <laughs> When they were up by when they were 20? Up by 20 at one point, and unbelievably so, the Rams, who I think they... I don't care what they've done. I don't care what amount of points they've put I, up. One, you're still salty. The Rams one, look like a much better team okay. than they did last year. The Indianapolis Colts might as well be a D-League team if the NFL were to have a D-League team. The 49ers might as well be a B-League team if there was a B-League for the NFL. I mean, they're but, playing the teams that get put in front of them. I mean, what else not, do you want them to do? If they did this against the Patriots... Against the Packers, against the Falcons, against anybody that was capable. Uh, the last time I saw the Packers got their butts beat by the Falcons. Okay. And? They got manhandled. First half looked very rough, and then a fumble recovery to start the second half was tough. And you know what? I'm hurting from that, so I'll, I'll just have to take that and let that you, bounce you off. You and Jordy Nelson and Cobb. And You're Mike Daniels hurting. and Nick, per- Nick Perry. There's nothing going right right now in Green Bay after that game, but... We do get the Bengals, who are just an absolute joke this week, but we'll cover that. Real quickly, the NCAA, it was tough this week. I came into the week undefeated, and that's okay. You know what? Sometimes you're going to get... It is okay. You're going to get your first couple losses, and I actually went 1-3, and unfortunately, this week. UCLA, their defense didn't fly in to Memphis this week, so they lost 44. I don't think they were in the country. I I think they actually went... They were relieving Puerto Rico. They went to help. They're great kids. They're smart, intelligent kids. They went to go help those in Puerto Rico with need, but they didn't show up. Next, USC, Texas... Turned out to be maybe the game everybody wanted. A double overtime game. Everybody except the people who bet on USC. Yeah. That was a great game. I know. I'm not mad about it. I was at a wedding, so I didn't see the game. 
I just knew that, you know, after the sec- you know, start of the third quarter, I'm like, USC's probably not going to cover. No, I had to accept that. And again, like I said, if you didn't bet on this game, you had probably the time of your life. That is what you wanted since the Vince Young Matt Liner I'm game. I'm surprised. Like, as a USC fan, I'm a little... Concerned. I'm concerned about that game. Not only because they didn't look that great, I think Texas is a horrible team. I agree. So, I mean, maybe they get, got up. You know, it's possible. Rivalries, I think, bring out the best in teams. I would agree. And I would, you know, I think you see that a lot in the NFL. A division game, most of them are good games. I mean, you get your occasional blowouts, but teams come to play, it sometimes doesn't even matter. And I think that was the case in this game. Texas played wonderful. USC, question marks. You know, I don't like to see a team who I think can win the national title kind of struggling to beat the Texas Longhorns, who haven't been good since Vince Young ran that ball across the goal line a decade ago. They haven't been good. They have not been good. I don't know what happened. They just felt... How does a program like that in one of the most prime locations... I don't know if you've ever been to Austin. I have a bunch of times. Austin is one of the most prime locations in the country. If you want to go play football, play there. I, I, I don't understand it either. It doesn't make any sense to me, especially coming off the national championship. You had a great coach in Mac Brown... Been there for a long time, very successful. I don't know. It's just one of those things that happens that doesn't make much sense. I mean, because Texas football, I mean, that is, I'd probably say a top 10, prolo- I'd say prolific-wise, probably a top 10 program in the country. Yeah. Not how they're playing right now, but. They should I mean, be. I mean, you got Alabama, I mean, you got Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Texas, Florida, Florida. I mean, that's one of the biggest schools, and they have had nothing to show for it. They hired Charlie Strong a few years ago. They thought he was going to turn the tide. Now Quiet. UCF is playing pretty well. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Maybe he will, he will get a shot at a big school eventually. I don't know when that's going to be, but he'll get another shot. We'll see. But then we finally got one right in the Clemson game, which is, which is interesting because I think it just shows how. Dominant Lamar Jackson may come off. And again, you have to question what teams he does this against. It's not going to be against Clemson. Clemson, once again, looking very strong. Their defense, absolutely superb. Their quarterback, making it work, scoring 40-plus points last week. I don't know. I think Clemson is very, very legit. And definitely I'm, should be my play, in the playoff like conversation. I, I'm extremely... That was my favorite game of the week. Because pick-wise... We basically said, you know, Lamar Jackson is amazing, but this Clemson defense is better than he is as one person, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, I know he threw for 300 yards. He had three touchdowns. Um, he led the team in rushing, but he was the only guy who did anything for that offense, and he couldn't do it by himself. I mean, he went also went 21-42. to 42, Not very good. Against a Clemson defense, you're going to need to complete more than 50% of your passes to beat them. And, and that's basically what they did. I mean, Clemson, they gave up 21 points, but overall the effort was unbelievable. You know Lamar Jackson's going to put up, you know, I don't want to say fantasy points. We don't play fantasy football in college, really. but Unless you do a DraftKings team. You can do a DraftKings team. A little too but difficult to make. He, he put up numbers, but, I mean, I think Clemson played this game exactly how they wanted to. Kelly Bryant, solid game. You know, 22-36, passed for 300 yards, had a touchdown, no interceptions, did what he needed to do. They had two guys over 90 yards rushing, and, and they really controlled this game, you know, the entire way. I mean, 7-7 after the first quarter, they scored 26 unanswered points. I mean, it was this was a great game, and I think a lot of people were on the other side. Louisville, it was a very attractive pick after what they did last year. Deshaun Watson wasn't back. You know, is this Clemson team really as good as they were last year? And I think they showed that they, they were a team to be reckoned with this year. Yeah, no, I feel you. And then 
It's it's one of those you have to take it. It's a slap on the wrist. You learn from it. You get so excited. And this was we we told you we were going to treat this game like the Oklahoma Ohio State game. We were we were painted orange with some white like squares all over the place. We were all the, Tennessee. This volunteer. is one of the worst defeats of all time. Not because you know what I don't mind getting destroyed in a game against the spread. No, like the you, USC game. Played a nail biter, bite a minus sixteen. I'm not, you know. I knew before the fourth quarter right. was done. I'm not mad. What upset me about this Tennessee game is they were about to get get shut away, and a strip on the one yard line and a touchdown. Punched the ball out of the back. They of the were end about end. to. I forgot. Was they were about to go up? I think seventeen points. Yeah. And that we were about to go to a wedding, and I was about to. We're switching up. off showers. I was about to get up in the shower and be like, all right. This one, this was not Tennessee's day, and that happens. And the rest of the game just was the highs and lows of gambling were all intertwined in those last eight minutes. Of I the think game. we became too loyal to Tennessee. We wanted them to score. Or, we loyal. wanted them to win, and you know what? We we can still be loyal, but we wanted them to win. And of course, the outcome that came was not what we were looking for. It was especially, the worst possible outcome. it was one of the worst possible outcomes. But we'll get right back into that after the break, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty Talk FM and AMFM twenty four seven. Follow us on social media, and we'll be back to talk more Tennessee and Florida. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back, and as we were saying before the end of the break, we. We were Tennessee guys last week, and we wanted nothing more than to see Tennessee win. Kelly, out of the backfield, was the most heroic Tennessee player of all time. And I know you're going to say one thing. Could he not? He missed the icing on the cake with a receiving touchdown, and he couldn't He Very, couldn't corral it. He played probably one of the best football games I've ever seen. An most determined game I've ever seen. Single-handedly kept the team in the game. It was just... It was crazy. The guy just kept running, not over people, but was carrying people on his back down the field. Or that through was how them, it felt. Over and, them, and down by three points. We, you know, we had Tennessee plus four and a half. So scoring that touchdown there was just one the thing that we needed. Most crucial thing. Wide open, and it was was not the best pass ever. Didn't hit him in the chest, but it was right there. It was right there for the taking. After the first half, Tennessee's quarterback. I don't even remember his name, but he was awful. I was ready to break your TV. We were at your house. I was ready to break it because I was so upset. And we finally fight all the way back, and we had a chance to go up, I think, 24-20. And at that point, it's like, it's over. Florida scored a touchdown. It's over because we have plus four and a half. And I, I like what you said. We got a little greedy. We got. We um, wanted to win. We w- because when I, not only did I want Tennessee to cover, I wanted them to win. Yeah. So when they tied the game, you know, you kind of I was kind of switching to a Tennessee fan in the sense that I want to see them win the game, but I just forgot, you know, they missed that field goal. We go home happy too. We go home very happy. We go home very happy, but that's the ups and downs of gambling and being a fan of a team. But how how do you let what occurred next? You don't. Occur? Which is why it's Four so seconds unfathomable. Left. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. There's there's literally one, one and there's one, one receiver. This is not a hail mary. Let that be known. Mm. This was one receiver who beat all the coverage. And it, wh- how do you beat all the coverage on the last play of a game? It. I have to say it was just 
the biggest mental mistake or one of I've ever seen. It's like that's the only that's the only way you can win the game right now. You're on the fifty, last play. There's only there's a ten yard space where you can win the game in, and they let him get behind him. And it wasn't even close. The guy was wide open. Wide open. It, it kind of looked like a normal Hail Mary. Like, like it wasn't the last play of the game. Like, Tennessee didn't know that Florida was going to try to chuck it up into the end zone. They looked beyond confused, but it just went into that slow-mo cam. We were seeing him corral the ball over his shoulder, and you just, you're hoping. There's a glimmer of hope right. that this ball might pop out when he hits the ground. Oh my. Right after, so, you know, obviously camera's on the ball right when they snap it, and he's rolling out to the right, and he, he chucks the ball up, and I'm like, all right. You always get a little nervous. I'm like, just just knock it down. They pan to the wide receiver, <laughs> and my first thought was like, what the f-? The guy was was like three yards behind the defense. And then your, your brain... Your is, nerves were gone there. You're like, wow, this the is The game more is a- moving at normal speed, but your mind is like working in slow and fast motion at the same time. You're just like, is this actually happening? You're just like, you got to drop it. Something's got to happen. And Where's the safety? Can the safety come back? Like the ball's in the air. It seemed like for ten seconds, and he catches it, and I was just like, "This is the worst thing." They they dog walk us all the way back, down two touchdowns. They're about, they're about to go down. Strip the ball on the one. They get all the way back to tie the game, and they do this. And I was like, "That is Tennessee football." That is that Tennessee is what football. I've, that's what I've come to know and love the past three years. They have some big wins. Like they did the week before. Colossal losses. And they had some big losses. And this is, I mean, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But to be fair, we're still positive on the year. I am, of course, now 7-3, and three, as you are as well. Well, I forgot to mention you got, you, let me you got take, the Mississippi let State win. Let me take win. credit for my enormous Mississippi State win. Enormous. I, I did not. I thought they were going to win this game straight up. I thought it was going to be a good game, though. I a mean, lot of knockout punches. Remember that stat? You know, the last few games I played with LSU decided by very few points. Um, but this was an obliteration of LSU football, an embarrassment. On the other side, though, what a win for Dan Mullen in Mississippi State. I mean, I'm looking at my phone all night, and every time I refresh it, it's another touchdown for Mississippi State. Unbelievable. 37-7. to I hey, mean, you got me. You tied it up with me. Yeah, I'm a big win. I didn't even care. I wasn't even thinking about you. I just Mississippi State. I mean, this was a game I felt very good about against the spread. I thought Mississippi State, you know, plus the seven and a half. I thought it was a it was a pretty big thing. What a game! You know, I don't know if this looked better for Mississippi State or worse for LSU. I think it was. A, I think I'll call it about even. Well, you'll see this week they played Georgia, and I know that you're picking no, Mississippi yeah. State again. Say, we're going to parlay that into this week. Mississippi State, I'm not going against them because what I saw last week, Georgia— On the road, let me put that. But they the also road. are without their quarterback in Georgia. I'm not touching this game, but I know— I'm touching it. You can I'm, I'm feel all it over up. it. Feel it up, man. Georgia is a team full of cupcakes. Who beat Notre Dame. You said, Dame, that when, you said that when I picked the Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a bunch of cupcakes, too, I found out. Okay. So I do not think this Georgia team is very good. I don't care that they're ranked number 11. I'm taking Mississippi State plus four and a half. I do think they should be getting a couple more points, but after what I saw last week, that's the way she goes. That's you, the way you she goes. You play well. You beat on good teams. 
the spreads tighten, and especially get at home against this Georgia team. I just love the, the way Mississippi State's playing football right now. Yeah. I mean, the running game, the defense, obviously, I feel like I say it every week, that's the key to college football. And Defense. The defense. Wins and championships. They've been playing well. You know, LSU's offense, like I say, is always kind of, eh, we'll keep very it in, good. We'll but, keep it in a defensive league then, since you're so fond on this, and me and you are going to disagree here. And I'm excited because this is a big disagreement week. Is it? This is. We're staying in the SEC. Tell me about Florida, Kentucky, because I'm taking Florida minus one and a half. Minus one and a half is the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Kentucky, not one of the larger SEC programs in terms of football. I'm not concerned. I think Florida, they just were battle-tested against Tennessee, a team I think way better than Kentucky. I think Kentucky is going to get steamrolled because Florida needs one of those games where their offense actually scores. And I know they scored their first offensive touchdown. Fun fact. Florida's defense has more touchdowns still than their offense. Yes, and I think that changes this week against Kentucky. Minus one, easy for me. I'm taking Florida. You got Kentucky, though. I do have Kentucky, and I think this is, I don't want to say a trap game for people taking Florida, because you know what? The thing about gambling is nobody knows shit. Fair. It's just, that's why I call it gambling. Well, you had the Rams minus three. That was tough. But regardless, Kentucky is... Not the same Kentucky we've come to know for the past 15 years in regards to a football program. I think they actually have a legitimate team this year. I don't know if there's Carl than Anthony Towns playing for them. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Be. You never know. Okay, just check. but they are they are three zero, and Florida's offense is anemic. <laughs> That's the word. I'm going back to seventh grade language arts. It's anemic. It's horrible. I mean, their defense, like I just said, has more touchdowns than their offense. Their defense, though, is absurd. Their corners, their defensive backfield is absolutely absurd. Their defense is very good. In a good way. Their defense is very good. Um, I blame a lot of the struggles of the Tennessee game on Tennessee's quarterback, though. Okay, we could, you could reverse that. We lost that game, and that we, defense we had a lot, lost lo- it large in, part. In epic fashion. Yeah, but I um, like Florida this week against Kentucky. I know you're feeling... The upsets you love rolling with the punches there, but we got to. I you know what? I Kentucky show. I wasn't sure two and zero. Fine, whatever. I don't know what to think. They came out. They showed me a lot against South Carolina last week. Winning South Carolina is one of those programs though too. That winning just has gone away. But South Carolina is much notoriously much better than Kentucky. Yes, a, a team in any random year. If I were to say South Carolina, Kentucky, pick pick the game straight up without even looking at it, you probably just say South Carolina. So they showed me something, and I just I like Kentucky. Okay, I like them at home, um, and I just I think this Florida team. I don't think they're that good. That's fair. You know, it, it, Their offense definitely is not good. It's not good, um, but I, I like Kentucky at home. Obviously, I think Florida's probably better than a point and a half. Um, but I'm taking. I'm going to eat that. Put that in my eat? cereal this morning. You know what? I cannot wait because just like Mississippi State, Kentucky is going to kick the crap out of Florida this week, and I'm going to love it. I'm going to eat it up. But we'll see. We have two more picks to give for college football as well as our NFL recap for the week that just occurred. But we'll be back after the break, everybody. This is Liberty Talk FM, and we are the Sporting Edge. We're also on AMFM 24-7 and iHeartRadio. We'll be back after the break, everybody. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. 
bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back. And we're in the middle of giving you our NCAA picks, which have been going well so far this year. Last week, a little tough for me being one and three, whereas Xander was two and two. But still, both of us tied at seven and three. That's still winning. That means you're making money off of our picks. It's not till it swings the other direction. Yeah. Don't. When I say an NFL pick, you take the other side. You'd be six and one right now. That's fair. Except for this week, because I'm turning the tide. When I give you an NFL pick, you're also winning money, as I'm five and two in that arena. But we're going to go into. Me and Xander continually not agreeing. So we've picked games. Again, I stayed away from the Mississippi State game, but we're on a game, once again, on the opposite sides. Oklahoma State versus TCU. 12 points. TCU is 1-4 straight up against Oklahoma State in their last five meetings. Oklahoma State's offense is one of the scarier offenses I've seen. And you can say all you want that they played a pit team. That is terrible. But they did it on the road. They're coming home against TCU, and there's no more road games I'm picking other than the one after this. And I'm going Oklahoma State minus 12. I think you're just so wrong on this game. Pittsburgh played like an like a mid-tier FCS team that they are against Oklahoma State. You're saying State. Dayton would have had a chance against Pittsburgh. Yes. <laughs> I, I watched that Oklahoma State game for about 20 minutes, and every pass that that guy threw, there was not a Pittsburgh defender within legitimately five yards of the receiver. Even when he threw the ball 20 yards downfield, it, it was just an absolute joke. And I, I think, you know what, I really don't know if TCU is a good team. It's hard for me to say. I think Oklahoma State is a bit overrated, honestly. They have they finished the year talk last about year. cupcakes. They have had the biggest cupcake schedule in NCAA football so far. Okay. Mason, Ro- Mason, what's his last name? Quarterback for their team? I don't even know. Whatever. His first name is Mason. Has not even played the fourth quarter this year. Fourth national national in passing yards. What does that tell you about their schedule? That he's unreal. No. He can put teams away. A, that they play a bunch of cupcakes. He puts teams away and Pittsburgh. doesn't have to play the fourth quarter. So he's rested for this game against TCU. You think he's going to let them come in? 12 and a half points are going to win by 28 points. No. I don't know if TCU is going to win, but they're going to cover. They're going to cover easily. Because Kenny Hill, I think Kenny Hill, four touchdowns in his last game. I mean, he's playing some great football. And I think this TCU team has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. You know, I think they've, you know, a few years ago, they were close, I think, to getting into the national title talk. And I think the past few years, they've kind of been, they've been kind of more on the edge. They're not, they're, they're not, their days of glory, I don't find, they're 2-1 this year. They're 3-0 this year. TCU is 2-1. I believe. And no, I could, they're not. 
They're three. And Maybe one. they're against the spread. They're two and one. I'm, that's okay. the only thing that matters. Sorry, to me. you could be wrong. That's it's the okay. only thing that matters to me look anyway. At, look at Oklahoma State's schedule so far. Game number one: Tulsa, fifty-nine and twenty-four. Good offensive program. Game number two: SAL Southern Alabama. I don't even know what that abbreviation plays. Is. Alabama every year. Southern Alabama. So they, they're battle tested. And Pittsburgh. This, Pittsburgh. This schedule is atrocious. Do not tell me that you know. Maybe they are. They could be. But don't tell me that you know for sure that Oklahoma State is a good team. Because we're going to find out this week that they're not. That's fair. Can we? Since we've been a lot of heat between us here, I'm going to cool us down with a little ice. Since we both picked Penn State minus 12 and a half. That's our, my third pick and Xander's the final pick of the week. We're taking Penn State on the road against Iowa. I think it's easy peasy. I think Barkley, who an article was written yesterday... That he is a faster, more intelligent, I think intelligent was the wrong word, but more intense player than Ezekiel Elliott. And they th- say he's going to be better than him come to, he come the pro draft. So I'm excited for this kid. I think he, does, he, does he chase down interception when people make him? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, that's, a, I know, that's a big, that's big. All I know is I don't. If somebody throw, If I were the quarterback and threw an interception... I'll let him run. I'll be already walking to the sideline, head down. If I'm the running back and my quarterback threw the interception, I'll be asking why they didn't give me the ball. And if I'm the wide receiver, if it was a bad pass, I'm going to yell at the quarterback because you need to feed me the rock. But that doesn't matter. We're taking Penn State minus 12 and a half here. I think it's just going to be a steamroll game. Iowa hasn't been a dominant football program in forever. I mean, I was like seven, six, eight years old when Iowa was competing at any level. Yeah, for me, I don't really have much to say about this game except for the fact that I think Penn State has something to prove this year. I think they could have, they had a, they were in the conversation for playoffs last year and I think you could have made a case for them. I think there was definitely an opportunity for I that. I think so. Beating Ohio State. So I, I think that they're playing angry this year. I think they've got a great coach and I think they're just going to put the beat down on Iowa. Fair. Can Iowa win 14-13 to 13 like they did against Michigan? Last year, yes. I just don't think it's going to happen. I not, think Penn not State, this week. I think Penn this is State road is a much week. more complete team. This is road week. Everybody's on the road. Everyone needs to give a game. And my last game's also on the road. I said I was going to avoid the road, but I lied. I don't care how flashy you are. I don't care what you've done in the past, what you've done now. You've got you to show up on Sunday. Purdue is going to get spanked this week. I'm taking Michigan minus 10.5. On the road against this fiery superstar Purdue team that all of a sudden Caleb Swanigan and all the Isaac Haas and their basketball players seem to be playing for their football team, giving them little style points. That's not the case here. Purdue is Purdue. I know the Packers just drafted a player from their team, a wide receiver named Yancey, but it's not to be. Michigan has something to prove as well. They need to go on the road and spank a team because they have not looked like themselves against Air Force wasn't a very dominating game. Their offense has been terrible. This is where your quarterback needs to find himself. Go on the road. Come back to Michigan intelligent and ready to roll after a 40-point clobbering of Purdue. I'm sorry, Mike Straface. Purdue is getting the beatdown of the century this week. I'm going Michigan. But that's all we got. College football, we're pumped exhausted. for you today. We're exhausted. Exhausted. College football. NFL, you're exhausting me as well. Although, gambling, great last week. 3-1, and one, that's because I have to ride and die with my Packers no matter what. Not going to be the case this week. I'm done gambling on the Packers. I have enough on the line when I'm watching that game. Anyways, my heart and soul is into that team. We're done gambling on the Packers. 
and I am done taking these crappy teams. I have been bad in the NFL this year. Been I've been terrible. I've been awful. One and six, and my my one pick. Was You're hanging on by a thread. Uh, you know what? Survivor I, League and all. You were hanging on by a thread. I had the Arizona Cardinals in my Survivor League. Had me sweating down to the wire. They back sweat must have been ample. You know what? As, as a little treat to myself, a little pat on the back, I'm taking the Patriots this week. I'm taking the minus 14 because I don't want to sweat through the game like against the Colts out of all teams. I, I was ready to pack it in. Carson Palmer has just not been very good this year. The Cardinals no. have not been very good because maybe they aren't very good. I don't I, think they are very good. I think their defense is a force. Two years ago, I had them to win the Super Bowl, which would have been last year. And they were. I think Carson Palmer's at his wits' end. I yeah. just think there's. Regardless, not, not a lot I'm, I'm alive. You're alive. I have a heartbeat, and I'm taking the big dog this week. You wanted to come at me and Jared last week saying the Raiders were going to get spanked on. I was about or to the touch. Browns were going to do something. I was about to touch on that. You know what? Hey, I'm still alive, and I didn't I, even sweat. You didn't sweat. We were scoring touchdowns left I, and right. I was completely wrong. First of all, the Browns. I think they have a lot of work to do. I really, I really do like Deshaun Kaiser, but he's young. So do I. Makes a lot of mistakes. He looks very poised, though. I mean, there's something, there's an it factor about a good NFL quarterback, and it seems like he has it. He just doesn't have the experience, nor nor does he have the players around him. But he just needs more time. I saw a lot of good things. I know I threw three interceptions, but I mean, this Ravens defense, veteran defense, interesting schemes. I mean, and, and that's the thing about the NFL. Best defensive coordinators, best defenses. For a young quarterback, that's tough. It is. It's very tough. But I, I, like what I, I liked what I saw. It was on the road. From him. It was on the, the road. The thing is, you were also on the road with both these games. Had they been in oh, well, one New, thing I will New say Rutherford about, or in the dog pound, maybe, maybe those lines were a little too big. The one thing I have to say about the Jets, though, they had a little chance there in the second quarter. Four, I think it was like 14-10. The guy muffs a punt on the 10 Can't muff line. a punt. You can't muff a punt when you're a huge underdog in a game like that. The game turned after that. Oakland destroyed them the rest of the game. But the Jets were moving the ball. They were scoring. And the guy muffs a punt. And I thought to myself, this is where a good team just destroys a team like the Jets. And that's exactly what happened. They won, I think, 42-20. to 20. Game wasn't close after that. If you're a bad team, you can't make mistakes like that. Nope. And they did. They and- did. I'm not. I'm wasn't. I was in support of Jets relief funds and everything because they were so bad. I'm not anymore. If you're gonna screw me around with Bilal Powell and not even have him as your start, I mean he's the, definitely the most gifted running back on that roster. Why was he can he catch not, and run, and they're not giving him the ball? Why was he not starting game one? Why is Matt Forte, Forte still getting touches? Bilal Powell is much younger, more explosive, has a chance to be on this Jets team in a couple of years when they might be good. Why are we screwing around with Matt Forte and whoever this other guy is? I don't know, but we are done screwing around with the Jets. We'll be back after the break, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty Talk.fm. And Bilal Powell, we're, we're with you. What's up? What's up? All right. You heard it here. We are done with the Jets. We're protesting until they put more Bilal Powell on the field. But we'll, we'll address the NFC Championship game because that's what it's going to be this year. The Packers and Falcons, it was a tough game, all right? Plain and simple. 
Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, they have a little little something. Let me tell you, though, we kept Julio Jones out of the end zone. That's very key. We kept him under 200 yards. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but we kept him under 150 yards as well. Very important for you to know, Kevin King came into the game, looks fantastic on as one of our up-and-coming cornerbacks. Great draft You pick. sound like a Packer fan right now. I got it. Under I'm 150 yards. Oh, my God. Let me, let me take care of this. We're, our, our defense is going to give up points. And I'm going to give up yards to teams like Atlanta. Don't forget what we did against Seattle, and don't forget what we're going to do to the likes of the Seattle Bengals. hasn't scored a touchdown yet. That's fair. So they're still a contending team. People start off slow, mm-hmm. all right. And the Packers are going to finish their first quarter of the year three and one. We've got the Bengals and the Bears in the next two weeks. We're going to put a licking on these guys. Aaron Rodgers is fed up. He's thrown an interception before a touchdown pass now twice in back-to-back games. Never done that in his career. Aaron Rodgers is okay. Jordy Nelson looks like he's going to play this week. Randall Cobb, not so much, but that's fine. Devontae Adams, he's going to shift into the number two focus. We've got Martellus Bennett, who dropped the other things. Who the other issue was the drops and the offensive line. We were without both our tackles. No Balaga, no no Bakhtiar. Aaron Rodgers got hit more yesterday. It looked like 2008 again when he first started. You know what? You when you are on a good team and with a great quarterback. You don't notice the offensive line, and that's a good thing because there's nothing to look at. But we had backups in. When you have a bad offensive line, it leaks into the rest of the offense. And not only the Packers, I think the perfect the perfect case for me this year is the New York Giants. Probably the worst offensive line in football, and not only that, the worst left tackle in football that I've ever seen. I don't mean to trash the guy, but he's been brutal. You this can't year. have a bad left tackle. You cannot. You know why? Because the the Game of football starts at the line of scrimmage. And if you don't have a good first line on either side of the ball, it leaks into the rest of whatever side of the ball you're on. I mean, Eli Manning has not been very good. I was going to say, he's still throwing some balls to the other team. But at the same time, though, when you're getting pressured, just when you're under a siege for an entire game, you're going to make some more bad decisions. And that's just the way it goes. Because you, I mean, football, I mean, these guys are tough. But you know what? When you're getting literally rushed almost every single play, you're going to make some bad decisions. And Eli Manning, you know, the thing with Ben McAdoo and whatever that was at the the goal line, that was a bunch of baloney. I, I put it both on them. I love what Eli Manning said, though. He says, if I'm not playing well, I should get criticized. And, and he, that's Eli. He's a, I think he's a great guy. He's a great quarterback. I know he hasn't been playing well. The guy does have two Super Bowls, though. He which does. Which is two more no. than a lot of people. But only getting one, back... Only one more than Aaron Rodgers. Just right. going to put that out there in the universe. But, you know, getting back to my point, you know, the offensive line, when they're bad, it, it's so noticeable because it, it feeds over into in the, rest, the rest of the team. And on the other side of the coin, um, you look at a defense, a great defensive line. I mean, it frees up linebackers. They make a lot of great plays. But, you know, if the defensive line gets run over... The linebackers, no matter how good they are, can't make those plays because there's just not enough room. So I think the game of football starts at the at the line of scrimmage, and I think you saw Aaron Rodgers under a lot of pressure. And no matter how good he is, obviously you're going to make some more bad decisions. And I think the game against the Falcons, you know, I don't put much stock into it. I think the Packers are going to make the playoffs, and I don't really I don't really even need to watch them during the regular season because I I'm very confident they're going to make the playoffs, especially in the shitty division that they're in. But not so, not so shitty Detroit though. Two and zero. Okay, I think they've got one team who's going to be near the bottom in the Bears. That's fair. One team in the Vikings who is just questionable not as good right as the now. Packers. I agree. Let's just 
let's leave it at agreeing that the NFC North is not the most powerful okay. division. But, and to my next point, I'm taking the Bengals plus nine. Because one thing that Aaron Rodgers has never done in his career is beat, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. He's beaten every other team in the league except the Bengals. And what I've learned about the NFL ever since I started watching is you are never as good as you look and you are never as bad as you look. And That's fair. I think overreaction Monday is a real thing. It always happens. And I know Andy Dalton, the Bengals, have been bad. But they have a, they have a guy like A.J. Green who could tear up a Packers secondary. They, if the Bengals, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to cover. If the Bengals beat the Packers this week, I'm not going to fall off my chair. And they, like, like it never, I never would have expected it to happen. That's fair. Because the NFL, things change week to week. We're two weeks in. Nobody really knows how good these teams are because we haven't seen enough of them. Yeah. That's fair. And you were talking about the Giants because they're my first pick I want to bring up. They're plus six on the road at Philadelphia. It's game time. You're 0-2. You're not going 0-3 if the, in New York. You're just not. You're going to cover the touchdown spread, basically. I like the Giants plus six. I think Eli's going to go in there. I don't like Carson Wentz. You really? know what? He's probably a great guy. He's probably like fantastic. Him. I don't like – his style of play has not wowed me. It is not showing me that he's the next – prodigal son for this Philadelphia team. No, there's something about him. It's just not clicking. It's almost like an RG3 type thing. I know he's lasted longer than RG3, but we'll see where that goes. Xander, we do share a pick this week. We're both taking the Broncos minus three. Broncos are scary. They are. They demolished the Cowboys last week. Just literally ate them. And Trevor Simeon, there you go. See, if Trevor Simeon plays like this, the Broncos, I think, Super Bowl will be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Probably tied with the Patriots. They had a terrible Peyton Manning this, lead that team dude, to a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning could not even walk, and the Broncos won the Super Bowl solely on the backs of their defense. I mean, I remember more than the Super Bowl, I remember the Broncos literally swallowing Tom Brady the week before. The yeah. guy had nowhere to run. Von Miller... Their defense is what it is. It's the defense, most dominating defense in the NFL. Best cornerbacks in the NFL, I think, by far. Yeah, um, Von Miller, if not the best, second best. I remember, I'm a Khalil Mack guy, so right. take it easy. But if Trevor Simeon, he's been very good. If he can be average, because C.J. Anderson is, when healthy, a very good running back I know. in the NFL. Making me wince that I Just doesn't stay healthy. And then you've, you've still got, people seem to forget about Emmanuel Sanders all the time. Um, I don't know why. He just like second tier Demarius Thomas. They're both very good second receivers. tier in to Mike Wallace. Right, but this this team is scary, and that, I like them too this week. Well, they crapped down the Cowboys' leg. Can you give us both? You have two Texas picks this week. Before I give my final two picks, how about you give us your two I Texas just, picks? Well, talking about the team that crapped down their leg last week, I'm taking the Cowboys minus three. You know what? That was a bad game last week, and I think a lot of people are a lot more down on the Cowboys because of how good they played last year. Thirteen and three. Um, you just you didn't see them play like this, like at all. Even when they lost, they were still in the game. But on the other side, I love Dak Prescott and all the talk about Ezekiel Elliott with the with the pick, him not running. You know what? Foo foo. That was last week. That was this. What? What's the saying? That, that was like, then. This is now. No, yes. The Cardinals, I, I, they're not a good team. They are not a good team. By any stretch of the I think the Cowboys are going to let off some steam this week. I think they're going to put a beat down on the Cardinals. Um, and that's my summary of the game. They're going to beat the Cardinals, and they're going to beat them down because Carson Palmer stinks. David Johnson isn't on the field. And Ezekiel Elliott needs to come off and have a good game after the worst game of his career. 
Also taking the Texans plus 14. Which is bad juju because you picked the Patriots for Survivor. Just let it's that be known. bad juju, but I've got a 14-point range the game can fall in. Fine. That's all I'm asking for. That's fair. And I'm going to give you mine. I've got the Falcons minus three on the road against Detroit. They need to win on the road. Plain and simple. Go beat Detroit. Plus, I need Detroit to be 2-0. and Or 2-1. and Seahawks plus three at Tennessee. Another thing, they haven't scored a touchdown yet. I think they... Unleash a little bit in Tennessee. Tennessee's an up-and-coming team, but they need to make a staple. They need to make a move, score some touchdowns. And you know what, Xander? Because of the spirit we're in, we're adding a fifth game. And I know I'm putting you—you you, you won this game. Your only game you've won this far is because I pressured you to make one more pick. I'm hopping on your Cowboys with you against Arizona. Minus three is just the most cakewalky, non-trap game I've seen. Carson Palmer is trash. Give me your random fifth pick because maybe it'll be your only win again. Panthers, minus five and a half at home versus New Orleans. Wow, we hate New Orleans. We think they are terrible, but that is a tough, tough one. That's all the time we have this week, everybody. Our picks have been money makers, unless you're betting on the NFL with Xander. Keep following us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of our platforms. We'll be back next week, everybody, with more football and postseason baseball is looming large. Around the corner. Around the corner. So this is Liberty Talk.fm and AMFM 24-7. This is The Sporting Edge. (laughs) Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm